Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Come with me on a journey into the mind, into the misunderstood and mysterious world of neurodiversity, into a place of daring discovery and desperate darkness, but also, you know, fun. Come with me if you dare, into the neuroverse. again. How are you? Welcome. Welcome to the Neuroverse. The Neuroverse. What's the Neuroverse, Colin? Colin? Colin, what's the Neuroverse? How do I get in it? Help me, Colin. Help me. How do I get in the Neuroverse? Who are you? Who was that strange woman? Reminding me a bit of, um, who did it remind me of? Colin. (laughs) My mother, I suppose. (laughs) Um, also reminding me a little bit of an old lady. (laughs) God, where's this going? An old lady. I, I worked in a care home for a while and there was an old lady who used to call everyone mother. Go, Hello, mother. How are you, mother? But everything was mother and everyone was mother. Are you mother? Hello, mother. Yes, mother. And then everyone called her mother, which was weird, wasn't it, looking back? And probably a bit disrespectful to call her mother. You know, sort of like, all right, mother. You know. And she used to go... <laughs> she used to just... She used to have this Woody doll, as in Woody from Toy Story, and she just hold it up and go, Have you seen him? Have you seen him? Oh, bless her. Dear mother, she was absolutely lovely. I think it's all right me mentioning her. I don't think I don't think that feels bad, does it? Because, you know, not to sound brutal, but it was over 20 years ago and she was in her 80s then, so bless. Here's to mother. Here's to mother. Right. How do we get into the Neuroverse? That's what you want to know. Well, I I don't know. What do you think? What do you think I'm an expert? Do you? I have no idea what I'm talking about. I think that's quite clear from the off, isn't it? Are we on the off yet? I think this is the off. It's quite clear from the off. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a comedian. An actor. (laughs) It's hard not to say these things. It's like you're reeling off a sort of wonderful list of, you know... A dream sayer, that kind of thing. You know, I'm a comedian, I'm an actor, I'm a dreadful narcissist and highly flatulent. Highly flatulent. No, I am dreadfully so, frighteningly so. I'm always fluctuating. I'm doing it now. I mean, I'm not doing it now because you'd, you'd probably pick up on it. You'd probably hear it. But, um, you know, I, I. but while you're listening right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, know that there's a, I mean, there's a, I'd say over 50% chance that I'm fluctuating which means farting, farting or trumping. You might call it farting, you might call it trumping. We always called it trumping when I was growing up, which I know everyone finds the whole idea of Donald Trump hilarious because it's like, Trump. But um, sort of hilarious for a bit, wasn't it? Not so hilarious at the minute. Pretty pretty bloody terrifying. But no, he, oh, he, 
He says it like it is. He says it like it is, that bloke. I remember Donald Trump being a... We'll get onto the podcast in a minute, Margaret, all right? I'm chatting to these lovely people. Jesus. I remember getting in a car uh, as Trump was on the Ascend the first time. (laughs) Trump is on the Ascend. Trump Ascending. It's July. That means Trump Ascending. Um... (laughs) There must be a BBC radio podcast called Trump Ascending. Mustn't there? I sort of, you know, I get very into, I love those. I love those. Um, Have I mentioned I've got ADHD? That's why we go over the, around the shop a lot. Um, I love those. I love those podcasts where they, they delve into the conspiracy theories and all the sort of crazy people and all the people who are, you know, going to destroy the world and all this stuff. I love them. And then you come away and go, oh, but that was true. It wasn't a story. It's very scary. But anyway, Trump ascending, when Trump was sending out, I remember getting into a car. Um, I got in the car. That I mean, I didn't really need that bit of the story. I was in a car already. If you want to imagine me opening a car door, getting in, sitting down, closing the car door, putting the seatbelt on, blah, 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 then you can. But you don't have to. You can, I can just, you skip, I tell you what, um, we'll put an, a, 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 a note in the, um, in the, in the bit below. Um, skip back, no, skip forward a bit. If you're in the past, skip forward to now. I'm in a car. Anyway, I remember the driver was talking along and somehow Trump came up and he went, oh, good old Donny. Good old Donny, he knows. The Don himself, he knows. Oh, scary, scary, isn't it? Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yes, flatuation. Flatuation for the nation. Um, this isn't how I wanted to start this episode, is it? Is it? If, you, if you've listened so far, I've already done a lot of... I, I haven't, I've, I've yet to start an episode how I want to start it. And I don't know how that is, I guess, succinct to the point, uh, grabbing your attention, holding you there and going, come on, you like this. Ooh, I didn't like that. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure I want to grab someone. I don't want to. I don't want to grab anything and say, come on, you like this. That sounds horrible. But what I'm saying is, you know, I didn't want to talk about farting yet. We're five minutes in and I've, it's happening. It's happened. All right. It's already happened. Put a pin in the flatuation, flatulence. I want to come back to that. All right. But no, I do. I do fart a lot. I'm not sure. This isn't me coming back to that. I'll come back to it later. I'm not sure. I can't be 50% of my life can't be farting. Can it? My kids would say yes. They, it's very upsetting. My daughter's discovered it's, it really hits home when she says, but you're not handsome, Dad. I made a little joke. <laughs> because what happened? Was there a very handsome man on the telly? Or oh, Indiana Jones was on. We were watching a bit of Indiana Jones. We only got about five minutes in and they were like, this is horrifying, switch it off. And I'm like, but we loved it when we were kids. We were happily damaged. Um... But uh, I said, oh, he's a handsome man, isn't he? And, and then I made the joke, which I often make, of saying something like, I don't remember recording this scene. <laughs> I often say, you know, when there's a sort of muscular man, and I, I say, God, I don't remember filming this. It's a hilarious joke, because obviously I'm not that muscular. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm OK, but I'm a little flabby. And, um, and daughter turns around, she goes, but you're not handsome, Dad. Fuck that burned. Jesus, that one, that one, that knife really, it really stabbed. It really did. It really did. No, but she is actually, 
um, super duper bright. She really is. Because she said it again this morning as I was walking her to school. It came up and she went, you're not handsome, dad. And I went, oh, ha ha ha. And she went, dad, you are handsome. I'm only joking. She's very clever. She's very, very aware of other people. And I, I like, I think that's a good thing. I do. She's wonderful. I love, I love my family. Where are we going? Put a pin in the flatulence. Oh, yeah, but they're already saying the first thing that they think of is my dad. My dad farts. My dad farts all the time. He's always farting or trumping. They sometimes say trumping. Awful stuff. Awful. Never thought, never thought that's what I would be, the farter. But I am Colin Holt, actor, comedian, Lord of Misrule. By which I, I mean, I don't rule anything. I miss, I miss ruling. And that's fine. Who wants to be a ruler? Shatterproof or not? Fuck's sake, Colin, get on with it. All right, Margaret. Yes. So, yes, I am Colin. I'm talking a lot more like Anna, man, my character, aren't I, today? Um, I won't apologise, but she's, I, I've just, I've just absorbed her now. She's become, we have become as one. We have become as one. It's, it's like when Thor... Uh, you know, when he realises he doesn't need the hammer. He was always the hammer. He wasn't always a hammer, but he, he he always had the power. And I've always got the Anna. Anyway, let's carry on. So, um, yes, so I am Colin. Welcome to the podcast. If you're still listening after eight minutes of absolute, awful, dreadful flatulence-based stuff, I am uh, ADHD, or I have ADHD, or, or I is ADHD. I don't know the correct term. Um, or I did, I probably did find out, but I, I forgot. You see, that's the problem. That's part of the ADHD. I just forget. I learn a thing, it's gone. Um, I can do it with lines because I'm an actor. I learn the lines, they go in. That's called hyperfocus, apparently. See, I remembered this, where you you look, you can do one thing, I can do one thing, which I can look at a paper and I go, it's like short circuit or something. It's amazing, like Johnny Five. All goes into my head. I spurt it out. Performance wonderful but the second they've said that's that's done now it's gone it's just gone forever weird isn't it i know it's weird anyway i have the adhd as i say i don't do any research on this podcast i i pick up bits and bobs as i go along but i'm not brene brown and i don't pretend to be i won't i refuse people try and get me to but i refuse i like brene brown is her name even brene brown i'm looking at the cover of the book i've got i think it's brene brown if you don't know who Brené Brown is, have a look. She's great. Not everyone likes her, but she says loads of good stuff that's worth listening to, you know. Um, you know, I do read, I do watch, I, I devour ADHD-based content, of which there's a lot out there. And if you want to learn more about actual, researched facts and tips, I recommend stop listening to this absolute flatulent bullshit and uh, Google How to ADHD, which is on YouTube and is great, and the Adult ADHD Podcast, which is on podcast stuff. I don't know what I have to offer here, but, you know, we'll, we'll find it, I'm sure. So so what's this show? Why listen to the Into the Neuroverse if you are like me, neurodiverse, or even if you're neurotypical, or you think you might be neurodiverse? Well, believe it or not, I'm trying to be pithy here. I'm trying to get across the show in a few words, and we're ten minutes in, it's mainly been flatulence. But the show is... The show's a deep-ish dive, a swim, sometimes a paddle, into the world of neurodiversity, which means, you know, what, what, what it means to me, sometimes maybe you... Hopefully. I'm definitely ADHD. I think I'm autistic too, as I've said. Part of the thrill, the sheer thrill of this podcast 
or podcast, if you will, will be me, uh, you know, extremely slowly seeing how long I can drag it out, finding out if I am slash is autistic. This is the third episode. Plus, there there should have been an interview, which I'm I'm trying to basically put out an interview sandwiched between two episodes of me waffling on like a fruitcake. Okay, I love the term fruitcake. I was thinking about that. I, God, I love it. You, you absolute fruitcake. It's great, isn't it? But I don't know, has the term fruitcake been banned? Should it be? I hope not. God, I hope not. I really hope not. It feels like it's from... It feels like it's on the same uh, um, verbal smorgasbord, if you will. God, we've got into verbal smorgasbords, Margaret. This is awful. Anyway, the first verbal smorgasbord, the, the same... V- verbal smorgasbord as sort of, you know, if you call someone a fairy. That's not a nice phrase, is it? You're a bloody fairy. I think I got called a fairy a lot. I don't mind. I like it. Fuck it, I'm a fairy. But, you know, but I love fruitcake. I love calling people, you bloody fruitcake. Margaret, Margaret, you're an absolute fruitcake. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, everyone. I, I didn't mean to spoil the party. My cousin Denzel's been staying and he really knows how to push my buttons. I feel like a complete fruitcake. I really do. Not sure about that one. Not sure that one works. Anyway, where was I? Um, Have I finished what I was meant to be talking about? No. I hope ADHD people can relate to this. On a side note, I find other ADHD people, this dreadful thing to admit, often absolutely fucking unbearable. I can't bear to be around them for a second. And I think maybe that's... Maybe I have a particular type of ADHD which is combined with narcissism. We'll get onto that at some point. As in, I'm like, only I can be like this, not you. And often I sort of shrink down because there's someone turns up, you know, uh, uh, you know, especially in, in acting and comedy, someone turns up and they're like a proper ADHD. They're like, it's like being around a walking fucking disco. And then I just shrink into nothing. I hate them. I hate all of you, you neurodiverse freaks. Not really. Of course, that's not the aim of this show quite the opposite. I'm just giving you a taste of what it's like in my brain. So every week, hi, hey, welcome to the podcast. Every week we go into the neuroverse. We travel realms, continents of the mind. I'm on a journey. I'm trying to learn more about my brain. Maybe we could have some uplifting music for this bit. Learning more about my brain and why, or or why I've always felt completely distant, different and, and, and daft very daft if you listen if you like listening to that sort of bollocks then please keep on i'll try to make it funny and entertaining that said in all honesty it has been a couple of weeks since i did the last one a i find this sort of perceived the perceived podcast wisdom is that you get a load in the bank before launching right so we i haven't launched this podcast yet so the idea is you get six someone said to me six or eight just six or eight six or eight oh my god absolutely crippling the adhd is screaming at me constantly put it out you've done it put it out now put it out it'll be amazing they'll be like yeah colin you're the greatest all of sort of you know all those millions of fans that russell brand has will sort of abandon ship and sail over here and and they'll leave lighter and happier and less conspiracy obsessed colin you've done it you've saved the world did i mention i was a terrible narcissist although as Brené brown points out narcissists narcissists are actually the most full of shame of anyone they don't think they're brilliant. They know that they're utterly flawed beyond redemption and it burns, mother. It burns. Oh, God, mother's back. Oh, God, I'm exhausted, are you? So, yes, between you and me, I can't remember how this podcast works, what I did on the previous episodes, why on earth I thought any of it was a good idea, 
which suggests I probably should get them done and get them out there pretty fucking quick, right? I did consider listening to the previous two or even reading what I'd done, but then I thought, nah, keep going forward, B, keep going forward. Quite frankly, I just don't have the time to waste going over this and thinking, is it good or not, and am I doing it right? I'll use you guys for that. If you like it, I guess more people will listen to it and then I'll know. Anyway, how's it been since I was last talking to you? Well, as always, very up and down, very up and down, very, very, very up and then very, very down. Work has continued to frankly plateau somewhat, which is rather terrifying. Um, my character, Anna Mann, has a joke where she says, actor, singer, welder, gotta have a backup, which keeps sort of reverberating in my ears. I can just imagine the, the voice, you know, the sort of downer voice that I've spoke about already going... Yeah, oh, you, you should have been like Anna. Should have had a backup yourself, shouldn't you? Yeah, I've never had a backup. I've never had one. I guess this is my backup. Please give generously. But there have been a lot of highs. I got the slabs from the garden centre. Oh, you didn't know about the slabs from the garden centre, did you? Okay, well, one thing I'd say for ADHD or, or, or autistic people or neurodiverse people, if you're struggling with life, if you pick one thing you can actually do, and then do it. It's great, no matter how small it was. And it wasn't that small. We dug a hole. We, we had a herb garden when we moved into our house. You see this herb garden. And for ages, we were like, great, there's a herb garden. We've got to be herb people, blah, blah, blah. And then we were like, what are we talking about? We've got two kids. We're all, we're all a little bit, you know, hoo hoo. So there's no way we're going to be able to grow a herb garden, is there, really? So we just went, fuck it and destroyed the herb garden sorry herbs we moved some of them gave some of them away etc so we you know we're not awful but we and then we've put down some slabs again no idea what we're doing we just bought loads of slabs we got them my living room is downstairs my garden is outside the living room it's it's a very odd interesting setup that the house itself is frankly rather neurodiverse but we um we did it and that's wonderful so the slabs have been done that's been great I went to see my old pal, dare we call him pal? Yes, Russell Howard at the Dome with my other old pal, Kerry Howard, his sister. And we, we watched that and it was wonderful. It was really nice. And my other old pal, Steve Hall, was supporting him. And I had a chat with him in the hotel afterwards. And that was marvellous, you know, because when, when you're in the business, it's very, very quickly you sort of, if you haven't done anything, even for, a, well, with my brain, if I haven't done anything for a day, I feel like completely distant and separate from the whole thing so that was really good to sort of to, to experience it as a viewer as a as an audience member and to, to meet to to meet up with them all afterwards and stuff and just feel like part of the world again just if you can do a thing that feels like an achievement and throw yourself out into the world that's what i say and my wife's been been wonderful <laughs> lately at helping me structure the day structure the day anyway we'll get onto that later we'll get onto that um on my autism front i haven't got any closer really i went to, oh and i went to a workshop about autism a lot of interesting tips i'll go through it and then maybe we'll bring that in in later um the headline really is sort of planning if you know something stressful you know oh because transitions and change are very difficult for for autistic people um, so give yourself loads more time before you have any sort of transition or change. At least know what's coming up. Prepare for it, that sort of thing. Great. Okay. I hope that's all helpful. Um, 
Oh, hang on, there's a pin here. Oh yes, flatulence. Fuck, we had a pin here. So what it is with flatulence, all my family, as in not my 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 family that I have sort of helped create, but my the family I come from, dreadfully flatulent. It's just a thing in our households all the time. You just go, oh, fucking hell. Oh, dear. All the time. And I get it. And it's, I, what is it? I just wonder whether it's a an anxiety thing, an IBS thing. What is it? Is Are we farty because we're neurodiverse? <laughs> I feel like I'm pushing the envelope. I don't think one of the symptoms of, of neurodiversity is being a bit farty, is it? It could be. It could well be. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Have a think. Come back to me. Enough about me. It's time to enter the next zone on our tour of the Neuroverse. First, let's have a little break. I've said hello. I've had a chat. I've waffled on. And now the show begins in earnest with after... Yes, what? Hello? After this little break. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So now it's time to enter the next zone on our tour of the Neuroverse, which I have labelled the Minds of Misinformation. So as a neurodiverse person, our perception of reality can sometimes be a bit skewiff. Now I write some of this down, what I call the Bible, and then I wander off track. I'm just saying that because... I, there was no way I could work out how you spell skew-if. Fuck, that eluded me, that one. Skew-if. No, no chance. It's come out as squat-wife. Sometimes we can be a bit squat-wife. That's what the, um, that's what the computer autocorrected it to. A squat-wife. But the point I'm making is, if people put things in our heads, you know, ideas, we think they're real quite easily. This can happen at, um, just to stress, as they said at the workshop the other day, um, autism and neurodiversity and all those things, they're not a line. It's not good this side, 
bad this side or, or you know, uh, uh, easy this side, life very hard the other side. It's a big circle and we're all over the shop. So some people might have this, some people don't. But if things are put in your heads, there's a chance you might think they're actually real, you know, even if they're completely unreal. It's terrifying. You know, with my kids, I'm realizing how much I have to watch everything I say. Put on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Bad idea, because it's more real, you know, to them. Um, I realize this is a bit like episode one, might as well be dead, but I think in, in different ways. So, so ghosts, for example, I grew up, not the series, although that's wonderful, but I grew up believing just ghosts were just a fact. They were real. There were ghosts everywhere. And things like reincarnation. I know a lot of people do believe it, but I just believe this to be true. I was told from an early age that I was the reincarnation of my granddad. And I just believed this. I thought this was a fact because I had, I didn't really have another yardstick. My grand, it was only one I, do you know what broke it for me? People who say, oh, it's his granddad. That's his granddad, come back. That's his granddad, come back. By the point, a lot of, most of them didn't even really like my granddad. It's not like it was a nice thing either. <laughs> he was a very troubled man. But he died six months before I was born. So that helped the logic of that because I went away and went, hang on. I don't, I mean, I don't know how reincarnation works, if it works at all. But surely you, surely you have to have died before the baby was even conceived. Really? Don't you think? So that helped burst the bubble of the idea that I was a reincarnation of my granddad. But there was a, a lot of this, you know, the sort of ghosts are around us all the time, spirits, luck, fate, superstition, and they're very hard to break when you get them in your heads. And I think that's probably the same for anyone, but I think with neurodiversity, um... And I hate that phrase, by the way. I get really stressed when people go, oh, everyone has that. Everyone has that. Um, on the ADHD adult podcast, he says it very well. He says, um, when people say, oh, everyone does that. I do that all the time. You go, yeah, but do you do it five times a fucking minute? You know, which is um, is is my is a good way to get out of that. But my point is that, um, yeah, you really, there's a, I think with neurodiversity, you can think this stuff is real. So for a long time, I thought, you know, spirits were do connecting to what we were doing, were like kind of controlling what we were doing, were looking at what we were doing, judging what we were doing. You know, I was always terrible at sports. And I labored under this idea because I'd learned it that we just weren't good at sports. We couldn't do sports. We couldn't ride bikes. I didn't learn to ride a bike till I was 13 because there was this, a uh, perceived idea that within our family we were just bad at sports um i don't want to mention names as i've said before i don't want to say oh it was this person's fault blah 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 just a general thing that was the perceived idea you know that that we were shit at these things and so i was you know and i think maybe physically i was anyway also maybe you know i have dyspraxia but recently i've started to do i say recently like last you know for years, I've really started to do the gym and running and not sports. I haven't, my fear of sports, oh, it's pathological and it's so painful, you know. Um, my neighbours are absolutely lovely. They're all well into rugby. And I've, 
just hearing how much there is a rugby makes me kind of shiver because I'm like, oh, I don't, I can't. That's a language I can't understand. I can't connect to because I have built in me this this idea. You're that's not for you. You're no good at that. Blah blah blah. It's misinformation. It's a weird form of misinformation. Um, and what what broke that for me actually was doing yoga fairly recently. I started doing yoga and and just suddenly went, fuck, I've got a body. And I'm connected to this body and I think and things move and there's loads of it. There's loads of fucking body. I mean, I'm six foot two, so it just goes on forever. Um, whereas before, I feel like I'd literally shrunk my body. People thought my body was... People used to think... People used to say things like, so I perform. Again, this is... I mean, this is such waffle now. I apologise for this, but I perform as Anna, man, or one of my other characters who were, you know, more powerful, more confident... And people would come off and go, you're actually quite tall, aren't you? I'm six foot two. And I go, yeah, because I'd learned this kind of, Ooh, I'm small, I'm blah, blah, blah. The minds of misinformation. Once you get in them, you can get stuck. You can get lost. And it's very, very hard to find your way out. You know, just believe in all this shit. I grew up thinking I couldn't do stuff. I'm not able to do stuff. Things will always go wrong for me. So how have I learned to do stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I guess there was another force going on at the same time. Um, there you go, you know? And we just, it can really affect your grip on reality. Sometimes the point where, you know, um, people might mishear a thing and believe it. And then ages, and then you find out the truth. Oh, no, I misheard that. Oh, okay, that thing I thought wasn't true. Okay. But later, in your head, you're still feeling the thing you misheard. You're still feeling the thing that freaked you out or the thing that upset you, even though it's been proven it's not right. And when you look at sort of fundamentalists, you know, people who just can't perceive uh, 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 that something isn't real, you know, talk about conspiracy theories and so on, you know, and it's scary. And I'm completely susceptible to it. I'm not judging those people. I'm not looking at them going, uh, oh God, how could you believe that, mate? Because I am totally susceptible to it. You know, I... I watch one of those, you know, I, I, right, whatever your politics are, I'm very much against that sort of alt-right thinking. I hate that kind of red pill stuff. I like things like stoicism. That's been very helpful in my life, but I hate that whole kind of open your eyes, mate. You know, the, the stuff that's all just very quickly, it descends into this sort of like quite right wing and, and horrible, just unpleasant way of thinking, Right. But then I, I stumble across some of this stuff and I think I have to be fucking careful because I, within minutes, I'm like, yeah, it's true, yeah. And I think, what am I thinking? This is, goes against everything I believe. But I just need a few moments staring at one of those sort of dreadful arseholes on the internet, you know, the sorts, you know. And they give all these, these, these facts, which aren't facts, they're opinions, but they make it sound like they're facts, you know, skewered opinions. I know I skewered came up as um, a squat wife again, actually. You know, uh, but they give these sort of figures that are that aren't really true and they're skewed. And if you looked at them and took them apart, you'd actually go, "Well, actually, that's bollocks." But you know, but it's all done in this. Open your eyes; they're lying to you. Of course, it makes sense. They're lying to you. It makes sense. They're lying to you, so they must be lying to you. It's very easy to go down that rabbit hole, isn't it? Isn't isn't it? Isn't it? I listen to a bit of it. My intellect and, and knowledge and experience tells me, no, it's not true. Obviously, that's not true. But they're saying it like it's a fact. With enough conviction, it becomes true. 
And then very quickly you can fixate, oh, but what if it is true? Suddenly you're down the rabbit hole, you know, a thing, a thing could happen. What if a bad thing happens? They're saying this bad thing might happen to me, right? Because of these people or because of this thing or because of this, this potential theory that might or might not be true. And I've made it sound like it's true, so it could happen, you know. And so your voice goes, yes, it must happen because because I've had this bad thought. So the bad thought must happen. And it's that voice again that I've talked about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just the way it is, isn't it? It's just, of course, it's true, mate. Of course it's true. Or do you know this voice? I'm sure. You know, when you try and say a nice thing, oh, maybe, you know, maybe actually they do mean for the best. Maybe they are being kind, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. Like people would do that. Like people would be kind. Like people would care. The Daily Mail. Fucking hell, I'm so guilty of that. All dog whistling, all sort of suggestions. Do you see... I've seen it happen. Do you see what you like? Your fears are true. Your fears are right. Do you see? Do you see what the world is like? Do you see what the world is? The reason I'm talking about this here is because, as I say, I, I believe I'm an autistic person with family members who may be autistic and I have to protect them, you know, um, which I, I want to keep that fairly anonymous, at least for now. But I, I know how vulnerable we all are and I know how easily suggestion, dog whistling can build into this sort of mental plaque in your brain that says, yeah, of course that's the way that is. life is. Of course that's the way they're like. They're all the same. It's just what they are. And it leads to division. It leads to hatred, fear, eventually violence, bloodshed and horror. I've, I've seen it played out. And being neurodiverse makes you so open to that, you know. The world is terrible. Everyone's out to get you. Demons, fate, invisible forces are shaping the world and your life and your destiny. I don't know why. I mean, I, as I said at the beginning, I'm not an expert. I could be talking. I could be talking stuff that's unhelpful. I hope not. But I just I know that it makes you very vulnerable and very easily taken in by this shit and i i have to ground myself really fucking hard you know i lose days to this days to an irrational fear a terror what if this terrible thing happens what if i'm not there to help my family what what about the way the world is going the world is going meaner and crueler and it's not just things like the daily mail you know i finished the margaret atwood trilogy which is fucking it's great i love margaret atwood it's the one um Orinx and Crake is the first, the Mad Adam trilogy. Very clever. And the second book in particular is is kind of about the future, uh, say like 20, 30, maybe 40 years from now. And it's this which we're in now, but much worse. And sort of humanity has gone from people, you know, caring has gone even more so than now. We're all just sort of social media lost in the, you know, in, in trying to get likes and all that stuff. There's a, a the, the, the higher classes basically live in gated communities where they create stuff for corporations. The corporations rule everything. Everyone else lives in pleb land, as it's called, literally pleb land, where you're just basic. There's no laws. You're out for yourself. And what really got me was that there's, um, oh God, these horrific stuff about kind of um, disposables, which are, are, are like kind of people who are, in sex clubs and just sort of used and then literally thrown away oh god and 
these books are great, but you read that and you're like, oh no, it's true, it's true and it's gonna happen. Oh my God, you know, it's horrible. And for a lot of people, I don't, it doesn't affect them in the same way, you know? I spoke to my friend about it and she was like, oh yeah, I love that book. It's like crazy dystopia, isn't it? And she loved it. She thought it was great and I loved it, but it's like, but to me it was real. It was so real. I got so invested in it. And then it it was it took me a long time to like kind of clean my brain out a bit and go, oh yeah, but right now, I mean, maybe that is the future and in a way we do have to know about what's happening and we do have to try and guard against it and fight it. Every time I see all the, the Just Stop Oil and Extinction Rebellion people and stuff, I'm just like, oh God, what? I'm doing nothing. I'm doing nothing. <sighs> but there is a, but you do get lost. You get lost very quickly. You've got to ground yourself somehow, you know, hold on to something. Um, just grab a thing, anything really, that will just, just bring you back. Just bring yourself back a little bit. Um, Anything you can just just hold for a sec, you know, a tree, a bit of wood, your slabs. Um, and one way I got out of this, right, I was, I got very stressed about this, that that was the future was going to happen. I wasn't going to be able to help my family. I went, I did this great thing called Bravo to Charlie's, which is a, a radio series. And I did loads of parts now. I was in Cardiff. And I was with a few people, um, one of whom I'd known from years and years ago. And they were actors, but they're very like kind of not like I'm such a poncy actor, you know, I'm such a fairy. But they are very much like actors, but they're also carpenters. (laughs) And they've got everything sorted. They've got all their life sorted. So I act for a bit, then do a bit of carpentry, act for a bit. Whereas I'm like, is there any work coming in? No. Okay, then I guess I'll just die and starve. Um, But. But I was talking about them and I was saying, you know, as a dad, how do you not just freak out about when you think about what could happen or if you weren't here or, you know, what's happening to the world or what's what what what's going to happen to them after you're dead, after you're gone? Oh, my God. Um, and they were like, well, you just can't think about that. You can't think about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know where that leaves dystopian art or just science sociology uh climate change science and so on but there is a point where you go i just can't think about that i suppose you go i can't think about that right now there's a thing i may have mentioned in episode one or two i can't remember but this color chart thing this idea of going green red orange blue obviously not in that order red at the top blue at the bottom green and orange in the middle again not very well explained basically you want to be in green when you're in green you're in a flow state you're cool, blah, 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 la, la, la. You can write, you can read, you can make decisions. You can even think about scary, upsetting things because you can deal with it, you can process it. When you're in orange, you're getting a bit stressed, you're getting a bit excited. That can be good, like say you're doing a show, but also it can be a bit, ah. You get into red, you're fucked, you, you've gone. You're, you're, you're angry or you're terrified or, you know, you get into blue, you're depressed. What's the point? Blah, blah, blah. So what I'm saying is, I guess, what the dads were saying, yeah, that stuff's true. You can't think about it when you're not in in green. They didn't use the word green, but you can't torture yourself. You can't be hammering yourself in the head constantly at what might happen. 
because of the misinformation, because of the fear. So when you get this misinformation, 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 stop. Whether it's coming from a, a family member, from a newspaper, from a really good book, stop. Am I in a place where this is a good thing to go into my head? Should I get into green? Yes, is always the answer. What I do, which really helps when I'm super stressed, freaked out about uh, misinformation or truth even, but it's truth that you can't quite handle. I hope this helps. Uh, Ground yourself with something. Doesn't have, it can be like, you know, I've got this nice wooden coffee table I'm I'm recording on right now I can touch that strong it's wood it's it's stable but it can be something else like I listen to Jupiter from the planets by Gustav Holst my kids really got me into it because it's on a brilliant episode of the cartoon Bluey which I I I challenge you to watch that and not burst into tears oh my god anyway I put that on I listen to it and I just think if something this wonderful exists then all the horror in the world, all the awful things that could, might happen, are sort of subdued to some degree because this exists, because someone, Gustav Holst, sat down or stood up, I don't know, maybe he had one of those modern desks, but he wrote this, he came up with this, and then they played it, and it is wonderful. I don't know much about classical music, but I know that is wonderful. And that makes things a bit better now on the flip side i just want to point out that um i talk a lot about my my family my background my parentage obviously i'm talking about my mum a lot i talk about my dad sometimes um from my mum i did get a lot of crazy stuff i won't lie but i also got a lot of wonder i just like to tell a nice story absolute flip side of that right um of all the kind of crazy ghosts and demons and so on stuff I was on the bus with her when I was about four. I was playing with dinosaurs, a bag of dinosaurs. I could picture it now. I had a white diplodocus. I was on the bus coming home, coming back from Tan with her shopping. <laughs> Someone always just got, got her shopping. I had this little white diplodocus. I was playing at the top of the stairs on, you know, when you go on a double decker bus, um, you go up the stairs. And you can sit right by where the stairs are. It was quite a fascinating place. And not at the front, just a little bit back, just behind the stairs. You can see down the stairs. I was playing on the ledge of those stairs with this little diplodocus, having a little game, blah, 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 like my son does now. I dropped it. (gasps) Oh, no, it's fallen down the stairs. At the time, it was absolute end of the world, you know, even though I guess I knew they were just some stairs. I could just get it in a sec. But it was like disaster. I remember the feeling of disaster. It's gone forever. I've lost it. 
Harrison Ford appeared there in his white Indiana Jones shirt. He wasn't wearing the hat. Little detail there. He appeared on the stairs, gave me back the Diplodocus and went, there you go, kid. Did that happen? I said to my mum, that was, that was Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones just gave me back my dinosaur. And my mum went, she said, I, I think he'd probably get her in a taxi. I don't think he'd get on a bus in Nottingham. <laughs> um, but she kept up the, the joy of that, the untrueness of that. She went, maybe it was him. I think it probably was him. And it was so beautiful. And it was a beautiful imaginary misinformation we share, but a beautiful one. So there's a nice end. I hope you've enjoyed this um, episode three, uh, not including the interviews. Um, my family have returned. Goodbye. Speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to Into the Neuroverse with me, Colin Holt. You can find me on Twitter at Colin Holt, on Instagram at Colin Holt Comedy. You can support the podcast if you like it and want to keep it going. Money is the best way to keep things going. Go to patreon.com slash Colin Holt and you can pay me anything up to one billion pounds a week. And I will happily take it. Any more than that is just greedy. A big thank you to at eyes on legs who did the music for this so find him on twitter and so on if you want to get him to do music for you at ed shots who did the original photograph thanks for listening thanks for all your support and please do uh, rate subscribe review and like wherever you can and i'll keep doing this as long as anyone's interested that could include myself i do lose interest very quickly. Also, make sure you check out my website, IamColinHolt.com, for all the latest news. Contact United Agents if you want to book me for any gigs or acting work or dancing work. I'm actually a very good dancer or anything like that. Or if you want to contact me direct, it's ColinHoltComedy at gmail.com. Thank you. Bye. Bye.